This is the I Work For Him podcast. To make sure you never miss a thing from I Work For Him, subscribe to our email list. Just head to our website at iworkforhim.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click subscribe, and sign up. We'll send the very latest blogs and podcasts from I Work For Him so you never miss a beat. That's iworkforhim.com. This is producer Michael Marigle. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to today's program. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning into I Work For Him today. As we're live on the radio in Tampa Bay and live on iHeartRadio, and we're broadcasting and rebroadcasting on Red Nation Rising, uh, on uh, iTunes, on Google Play, and on Stitcher, however you're hearing the show today. Oh, and we're also broadcasting live on Let'sTalkFaith.com and on the Let's Talk Faith app. However you're hearing the show today, know that we prayed for you. Know that before the show, we took a moment and dedicated the show to the Lord and asked the Lord that those of you listening would be drawn deep into your faith. It would cause you to rethink the connection between what you learn on Sunday and what you do in your 9 to 5. That's what I Work For Him is all about. You know, check us out online, iworkforhim.com, iwork4him.com. You know, as many of us have come to realize, we'll almost all, all of us, will likely end up being a caregiver to one of our parents or a sibling or a child. It's almost a guarantee in today's world. But how do we learn to cope with the stresses, the paperwork, the exhaustion, as our calling will shift from our workplace that we're in right now to being a full-time caregiver and then one day not being a caregiver at all? How do we prepare our finances for the job interruption? How do we prepare our mind for the mind interruption? Prolonged stays in the hospital. How long? How do we prepare ourselves for that or long-term care for our parents? Who do we turn to? for help when things get messy, and then messier. Today we're going to talk about caregiving with our very own brand ambassador, Connie Smith, and Denise Seaman with Home Care Now. Martha, as we talk about caregiving, this is one of these subjects that nobody wants to talk about, yet it's something we're going to talk about because this will be our workplace one day. Yeah, and that's one of the things I'm excited to hear about how somebody else can help us with that role because that's really, um, you know, we we are in that generation where we've got the parents that may need us, and then we're we're just getting the kids on their own, and they don't need us so much anymore. So we know that it's that that's the next thing that our focus is going to be on in our family and finding out how we can handle that in the best way we can do it possible. And it's always fun having Connie Smith, our I work, our very own I work for him brand ambassador in the studio with us. Connie, thanks for joining us on the air today. You're very welcome. It's fun to be here. And you really love Denise Seaman with HomeCareNow.us. Why don't you introduce Denise with a little bit of your own personal style and as why you thought Denise would be perfect for this show today? Oh, Denise is a wonderful lady. I, I met her a few years ago at the Christian Chamber. and The Trish, Christian Chamber of Commerce, which you can find out more about them online at c3tb.org. And she was the first person that... Um, my family and I thought about when we had to make the decision that we needed more help outside our family. Hmm. So Denise, welcome to I Work For Him. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege. We're going to go back and forth as you listen to us today, but we're, the whole topic is just how do, we, how do we understand our role as a caregiver? What does it look like? Who can we go to as a resource? And uh, Connie, I just thought I'd start the question with you. You've had experience in being a caregiver both as a hospice volunteer and most recently coming alongside your dad as a caregiver for your mom. How did your time as a caregiver transform your view of God? Well, that's a 
interesting question, um, and I thought about that. And being a caregiver has brought more focus to my view of God. It's it's giving back to others is a gift, I think, and it's helped me be intentional about my time, making time to help others, and making it a priority on my schedule. God blessed it. my husband and I was so much. I wanted to give back to others, so I chose to become a hospice volunteer, and then I love seeing the look on people's faces. Some people don't have any family here. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't. Or their family is too busy with life demands, and it, it really is a full-time commitment. And it was, it was just such an honor for me that people would share stories about their life and their family. And I mean, I was a stranger to them, but the look on their face when they see that somebody cares enough mm-hmm. and that their life still matters because as you get older, people feel like, okay, I'm going to put my loved one up on a shelf and then just kind of wait and that's it. Almost but, discard them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that is not the case. I've met people who, they shared sort of how they met their spouse. It's like, we went roller skating, we did this. <laughs> and I mean, they, sh- they want to still contribute. Just because someone is not active in the community or in life, that doesn't mean that they are no longer with value. Mm-hmm. And then my viewpoint just intensified when my parents moved to Florida three years ago. My dad had been the primary caregiver for my mom as she's over close to like 20 years as Parkinson slowly mm-hmm. just took over her mm. body. And thankfully, they made the decision to move closer to my siblings and I that allowed us to help. Because after a while, we decided... I mean, we had to determine that we needed more help than what the family could mm-hmm. to could give because we all had our own lives as well. I don't even know how people that don't have any type of a support group mm-hmm. can function because it really is can be very overwhelming. Exhausting. It It is, both physically, emotionally, and financially. And it's it's a big decision and Denise and Home Care Now, they were the first company I thought of when we needed to reach out to someone outside the family and help us with service that were, were that required a specific, specific skill set. Mm-hmm. We have an RN and a nurse practitioner as part of our family, but you need somebody that can be there all the time. Mm-hmm. And home care now is so amazing. Um, they helped us keep mom at home longer. Mm. And that, and we're forever grateful for that. And that's mm. everyone's goal, is to stay at home where they want to be as long as possible. Yeah. Denise, how did you get into the home care business? I mean, it, home that's a, it's, that's a real ministry. I mean, how, what led you to be there? Well, my husband and I, we started considering um, this type of business about five and a half, almost six years ago. But my personal story is my husband, Bill, has muscular dystrophy, and he's in a wheelchair. And he has a progressive form of muscular dystrophy. So we knew that someday he would be a consumer of home care. 
So that really just pushed us in that direction. And just looking back on it, too, we really felt like it was God nudging us in this direction. And it was something that he wanted us to do. It was going to become, you know, kind of our mission. And that, like I said, was five and a half, six years ago. And it's been incredibly rewarding. And just me being the primary caregiver for my husband has just given me incredible perspective to each and every one of our clients and what they struggle with every day. I mean, and it really is a calling. Not just anybody could run a home health care business, a home care business. How did you know that was your calling? Well, I was looking to make a change. I, after 30 years in the corporate world, it just What did you felt do in the corporate empty. world? Uh, my background's in finance, accounting, and operations. So if you think of running your own home business, you know, that those definitely... Those were helpful skills. Those were very helpful skills. <laughs> that was the, the path that I was on, uh, unbeknownst to me, where I would land with those skills um, that I had acquired over that 30 years. But working in the corporate world, I just felt really empty. I just didn't feel like I was close to my community. I was traveling all over. I was rarely even here when, and my husband needed me more and more and more. And I just wanted to be able to impact my community and be there more for my husband. Mm. And nobody told you that your workplace was your mission field when you're in those 30 years in the finance world. Nobody ever told you that. Martha, as we, as we delve into this whole, um, this caregiving realm what kind of thoughts, as as you and I, we're, you know, someday you'll be caring for me, I figure. Is, what it's, is that what you figure? I figure it's going to be you caring for me. Okay. We have not, I mean, my parents grew up being a caregiver for my grandmother, but mm-hmm. most of the time, for the most part, our 50 years, we've been very isolated from this. We've got to be thinking about what kinds of questions we want to make sure that our listeners are thinking about. What's one you think we should be asking? Well, I, th- you know, the first thing that I think of is how does somebody know when they've They've maxed out on their, what they're able to care for in the family. And we're talking about, you know, I know a lot of times on Tuesdays, Martha, we talk about issues that are directly impacting marriage. Well, there's, I mean, if we've seen one thing and consistent, well, Denise will ask this question in a minute, but it's caregiving exhausts people, it drains people, and it really puts a stress on marriage. Well, it does. And I don't want to lose sight of the fact that it is a blessing and an honor to be able to do that and but i think there becomes this point where i'm guessing a lot of people the guilt wins and you compromise things that you shouldn't compromise and that's where then you know you get the tension in the family or in the home or you know if you're if you're maybe you even take leave of work to, to be a caregiver for your family, but if to the point where you can't do that anymore or you're going to lose longevity somewhere or whatever the situation might be, um, you know, th- making the right decisions and having somebody help you walk you through that and saying, it's okay, you don't have to be superwoman or superman, um, but you can still love on the person that you're trying to care give. So I guess that's the conversation that I want to have. So Denise, um, what I had said before the break is that, you know, how do people know when they should start to make that decision about getting care um, to supplement or to come in in, in addition to the family? Well, I, I will say what we see more often than not, people wait too long mm-hmm. to reach out to get care. And they're at a moment of very high stress or there's been an event that's happened where their loved one has had to go into the hospital or they're in rehab or they become very sick, 
you need to really be in tune with yourself as the caregiver and really be paying attention to your own health and well-being and, and your mental well-being and try to engage outside help before you get to the point where it's so incredibly overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And the analogy that we like to use is, you know, when you're on an airplane and you have the oxygen mask come down, put your os- oxygen mask on first before helping someone next to you, mm-hmm. a child or someone who can't who needs that help. You have to take care of yourself as the caregiver because what happens is more times than not it's the caregiver that that person is relying on for their care gets sick, mm-hmm. dies, goes into the hospital because they haven't taken care of themselves. Then then more than one person is affected by that. I love that analogy because it never I mean, I guess every time you get on the airplane, they remind you of that. They say, put your oxygen mask on first if it were to come down, you know, and then Mm -hmm. because our instinct is, oh, help everybody else around us. Well, then if we lose oxygen ourselves, then we're in bad shape. And my instinct is, what if I don't like the person sitting next to me? Maybe I'll let them pass out before I put the oxygen on them. Wow, I'm not going to sit by you. <laughs> we have a whole different issue of caregiving going on right here. Can you help us with you know, this? It's a good thing you said that you're probably going to be his caregiver, right? <laughs> yes, most definitely. And there's probably many people we'll that like Denise's to knock the air name out of me. Right in the, in the so at, at, list. you know, you are in this business of caregiving. You're you're really coming alongside the caregivers because they're still really integral in the lives of those people that are connected either relatives or good friends that are that are taking care of whoever the person may be when you look at homecarenow.us that's your website homecarenow that your business when you look at how you do it versus competitors and we're living in Tampa Bay where you listening to us today you may live in an area that doesn't have a significant population of old people that shouldn't be driving oh sorry did i say that out loud <laughs> You live in a population that maybe isn't as heavily concentrated towards people over the age of 80, but we do. You've got a tremendous amount of competitors, hundreds, if not thousands of competitors. What sets you aside, sets you apart as somebody people should be calling? Well, first and foremost, I would say we're a Christian organization, and we are members of the Christian Chamber of Commerce as well. And we look at God's guiding principles for how we go about what we do every day. And our staff and our office are, we are so blessed to have the group that we have that just works so hard every day taking care of our clients and also working with our caregivers. And our caregivers, we wouldn't be here without them. And we, we just love them to pieces. Well, really, they're the face of your organization because they're the ones actually out there doing the representing hard you. work. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and they have a heart for it and a passion for it. Uh, we don't hire everybody that comes into mm. our business. It, it really requires a special person that it's in their heart. It's what they believe. Um, they're doing it for all the right reasons. So uh, just one of the other ways, too, that we are different, I will say, is kind of you call us and we're going to come into your home and we're going to work with the family, work with the client, the loved one. It's our registered nurse that's going to go in, do the assessment, partner with them, put together a customized care plan that's very individualized. Every one of our clients, every family that we touch, they're all unique and different. And we look at it that way. 
And so we're blessed to have our registered nurses that go into the home. They're the professionals. They're the ones that can go in and really assess that situation. Fall risks, safety risks in the home, what the condition is of the client, cognitive assessments. So that care plan that gets put together is done by a professional. A lot of our competitors don't do that. They'll send out a marketer. They'll send out you know somebody from the office to do the care plan. That is one way where I believe we are different than a lot of the other companies. You know, and I know that the RN is involved because there's a lot of medications typically involved by the time somebody gets to that stage in their life. Mm-hmm. Does your RN ever work alongside of a phenomenal person like Raul Serrano from Ignite Chiropractic that says, all those medications, they're all counteracting, they're causing all these different Absolutely. things going on. Do they ever ask questions of the doctors that have prescribed them to say, there's a lot of stuff here fighting each other. Because a lot of times, I mean, I know my own grandmother, the last several years, spent time in an assisted living community. Um, she had Alzheimer's. And they had her on a lot of medications. And I, my grandmother lived with us. My parents were caregivers of my gra- my my, uh, my mom's mom until I was 12 when, when she finally went home to be with the Lord. This, the, the drugs tend, sometimes they get out of control because doctors are like, well, okay, there's a symptom. I'll throw another drug at them. I mean... Do you guys work alongside the doctors to try to help make good decisions on that stuff? Well, we do. The clients that we manage medically, because we do uh, personal care and non-skilled care, but we also do skilled care where our nurses are in there medically managing the client. Um, We will get a list of their medications. The nurse will look for contraindicators, and we can give a list of those medications back to the physician because you're absolutely right. Some clients have gallon-sized Ziploc bags filled Mm -hmm. with you know, 30 prescriptions, some are expired, some are not. They forget what the dosages are. And that is definitely a benefit, having our nurse come in there and basically see what the heck's going on. So can I back up just for a second? Because I want our, our listeners to understand, I mean, you are kind of focusing on the fact that, you know, we live in an elderly, more elderly community, but is caregiving only for the elderly? What? Who are your clients? Well, thank you for bringing that up, too, because that is another distinction for home care now is we actually take care of clients of all ages, from pediatric clients, young children, through disabled adults, young adults, middle age, and certainly our seniors. We do love our seniors. Yes. Um, But all ages. And we do provide the skilled and the non-skilled services. So non-skilled service, that's going to be your personal care, your companionship, taking somebody to their doctor appointments, going grocery shopping, errands, things like that, Um, all the way up through our wonderful LPNs and RNs that we have on staff. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones that are going in there, working with the ventilators, the trachs, the feeding tubes, things like that, people that need that higher level of care. So with home care now, a client can come on board with us and they can stay with one company, they don't have to make a change throughout whatever um, progression that they go through, through their life or through their disease or whatever it is that they're challenged with. Connie. Well, I agree exactly with what you said, Denise. And my mom with Parkinson's, that's Mm -hmm. the suitcase. And I don't know if what we experienced is any different than many of your clients but they went to a lot of different doctors and we had a lot of different opinions on the best care routine. So we have exactly a whole big old bag of different 
medications, and it was all based on the treatment plan of the specific doctor. So there was that huge disconnect. It's like, and being able to have an RN that took a look at what all of the list was, was huge. And the biggest, the biggest thing that we appreciated most was giving dad some respite time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He wanted, to, he wanted to be with her all the time, mm-hmm. and it was wearing on him. So finding someone that they both trusted to be in their home and dad could run to the store. Mm-hmm. That is huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. the respite care, we talked about caregivers taking care of themselves, yeah. getting a moment to themselves. I know that they struggle with the guilt. Yeah, guilt, um, absolutely. Oh, it's very, very challenging. But again, they have to take care of themselves so that they can be more upbeat, more positive, more energetic when they're around their loved ones and not really, they can get exhausted and beaten down, and they don't want to be like that in front of their loved ones. That, that's exactly what happened. My dad got sick. He was the only mode of there transportation. Mm-hmm. He was monitoring the medication. We needed help. Yeah, because, it wears people out. It just does. Yeah. It does, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's really what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the faith component, component to all this, because you know, you're know you not just a home caregiver. You uh, The faith is at the center part of what you're doing on a daily basis. This really is your calling. As you, as you said, it was a calling to, to support your husband, and really the Lord was just churning this in your heart to start a business like this. How does your faith impact how you run home care now? Well, first of all, we look at it as it's not our business, it's his. And so, you know, we believe God has blessed us to be the stewards of this company and to be able to go into our community and impact our community positively. Um, we have such a heart for this and just, you know, thank God for the privilege that he's given us to to provide these services to our community. Homecarenow.us. Find out more about this ministry of home care, of home health care, of being a caregiver for somebody that you mm-hmm. love. Homecarenow.us. Brought to you into the studio by Connie Smith, our own brand ambassador. Connie's always combing the countryside looking for people who understand the connection between their faith and their workplace. And once a month, Connie brings on people and says, hey, I really want to highlight this business. Connie, what was it about Denise and her heart towards being a caregiver that you said, I want people when I work for him to hear this story? Well, when I met Denise, we connected pretty quickly. Um, You could tell that she has a heart for what you do. And when my dad said, I think I'm ready to bring somebody else in to help with mom. Do you know of anybody? I'm like, "Uh, yeah. Um, (laughs) I had... Let me get my phone, and we reach out. And some people, you go to an answering machine, or you get a receptionist, but you get to talk directly to Denise. I did, but I guess I got the inside. You scoop. had her cell phone number. <laughs> Who else did you expect to get her cell phone? Yeah, give your cell phone number. But um, you could tell that they have a heart for what they do, and the whole process was making i mean it brought everybody we got to have an opinion on how we got some help for dad and it was big very high compliments denise as connie and her family have just gone through a really tough time with her mom this time when you guys come in as you said right before the break that this is often a very stressful time for families and a lot of times they wait too long 
to actually bring in help. So they're already at the end of their rope. They've already tried to do as much as they can and beyond what they're really capable of doing. It's impacting their job. It's impacting their home life. It's impacting their kids. It's impacting their health. It's impacting their pocketbook. And they're stressed. And then they just decide to call you and say, fix my problem. Can you start today? And, and I know it's more complicated than that. That's what really creates the ministry environment that you work in. Because you, you're not just doing caregiving, you're really bringing in the ministry of caregiving and all this, aren't you? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, like I said before, we have a heart for what we do. And, you know, families call us in times of crisis and they're hurting or um, they have they don't know what to do. They have a loved one that's going to be released from the hospital and they know that they can't provide the level of care that they need once they get home. And that's where their loved one wants to go. They want to go home. And so just being able to work with the families, to work with our clients, give them that sense of peace, that um, take a deep breath. You can, you can hand over this to us and let us help you and let us come in, let us partner with you, let us have our care partners come in and, and help make your day better to help um, – just, just really help them. When you say care partners, you're talking about the people that work for you that go in and provide the care, correct? Absolutely. Okay. So when you're hiring these people, how do you know whether they're the right people for your team? I mean, I mean, how do you know? Um, well, first thing I'll say is our caregivers, our care partners, we do our very best to match their personalities and their skill set to the particular clients and the cases because we can have one caregiver and they're going to be a great fit for, you know, Mrs. Smith over here. But for Mr. Jones over here, they might not mesh. Personality is a big part of it. So we get applicants that come into our office. We personally interview every single applicant that comes in. Um, then we get into a lot of the technical stuff. We do the background screens. We check motor vehicle records, criminal background screens, drug screening, uh, reference checking. We we put them through the ringer before we know that they're going to be right for our team. The personality is really a big part of it, too. What do you mean? What, why is personality of the caregiver so important? Well, uh, what I like to how I like to look at it is we can't pick our family. And we all have family members that we might like or not like. But not I say that any of us would ever want to get rid family. of any family. Not Denise. I but, can't believe you even say that. <laughs> but you can. You can pick your caregiver. And you look for somebody that's going to be a good fit. It might be an Alzheimer's patient where a caregiver or care partner is going to come in and just have that calming personality to really help the client that has Alzheimer's really stay calm to be able to manage um, through the afternoon of sundowning, um, things like that. And then you can have another client where a calming personality is not going to be a good fit. They're going to look for somebody with high energy, um, positivity. We could have another client that may want a care partner to come in and just sit and read the Bible with them. Every client's individual. That is exactly what we experienced because my dad my – dad, Likes, you know, somebody with energy and bubbly, and you brought somebody in. It was like that, but mom needed somebody that would calm her. So the balance is very tricky. Mm -hmm. And they were able to accommodate both the caregiver and the patient. And that, that's, a, that's a challenge. And, 
you guys gave us the opportunity to like, oh, what may not fit, but mm-hmm. everybody they brought was great. Do you give your caregivers that are Christ followers permission to actually live their faith out while they're caregiving? To look for opportunities to pray with people. I mean, how often do they get to actually put their faith? I know serving is putting your faith into action. How often do you let them use words? That is really open to the caregiver and the client's relationship. And it happens actually more times than you would ever know. They will sit there and have, you know, sometimes a little mini Bible study. They'll read the Bible together. Um, They will quote scripture. They will pray together. We pray for our clients often in the office um, because our hearts just just go out and they need prayer. Um, that that are a lot of the different ways. We also can help take clients to their church. Many times they may be at the place in their life where they no longer have the means to get to their church and caregivers, just love being able to take our clients to their churches. You know, that's churches. such a neat thing because then they can also build that relationship by having gone to church with them as well. Yes. We're talking today about home, about caregiving. Each one of us listening today is at one point in our lives likely to be a caregiver for a relative, a family, or, or a, a relative or a family member. <laughs> one and the how same. You get yours, yes. <laughs> or maybe a neighbor or a friend. It's everyone wants to be dealt with this. How do we deal with it? How do we manage the stress, the impact on our marriages, our families, our kids? It is something that it is a calling. The Lord chooses us for these for these tasks. How do you know when you can do so much and then when you need to bring somebody else in? That's why we wanted to bring Denise Seaman in today from HomeCareNow.us to understand when is when to bring in somebody for help, and how do we balance some of this stuff? Denise, it's a stressful time for people, yet it is also a really good time for people because it often causes people who are really busy, the the kids of the person, to just slow down and realize, wow, I'm, I only have a few, whatever, years left or days left or whatever it may be. Right, and the family members, you know, they, it could be exhausting if you're the primary caregiver and you're the one that's trying to give your loved one a bath, fix all the meals, do all the grocery shopping, do absolutely everything for their loved one. And if they can get a little bit of help trying to remove some of those things from their plate, it can give them just better quality time with their loved one, mm-hmm. um, whether or not it's just exhausted and not wanting to engage in conversation or they're just trying to distance themselves because they need a break, you know, this can help give them better quality time because they've got that help with some of the the tougher tasks. Mm-hmm. So, Jim, I was thinking that this was, you know, one of the great things about doing this show is being able to have our listeners think about it. If they, if you are an employer, if you um, work with somebody who is having somebody that has a, um, a sickness in the family or whatever the case might be, this is a resource that we can share with those people. I'm thinking as a I keep thinking Rolodex, and I know people don't use Rolodexes anymore, but this this is a number. This is a website to have access to in the HR department. Um, if you are the owner of a company, to be able to say, this is who I want you to check out for your own well-being before you get worn down. You know, people trying to juggle their jobs, you know, we have responsibilities that go beyond what you can, ju- you know, you could justify so much on your own, but you were saying make good decisions. So Put this information in your HR department, forward it to everybody that you think needs to have that. And the website is homecarenow.us. 
And we've got some resources for you. If you happen to be a caregiver, you're walking along somebody who is dealing with some pretty significant issues, we've got some resources today. Either email us, jim at iworkforhim.com, or call into the studio line and talk to Ace. 877-943-9673. 877-943-9673. We've got some phenomenal resources. Denise, a lot of people are thinking, yeah, but I can't afford help. I, I, I'm... I can't afford it. But how do you deal with that issue? I know you deal with it all the time. I'm sure yeah. that that's one of the things people throw at you all the time. Absolutely. You know, people have to make the decision to themselves personally. Do I take time off work where I'm not going to get paid? But then I, if I don't do that, then I'm going to be paying a caregiver. And they have a lot of things to balance out. But at Home Care Now, we actually are, we have a lot of payer sources that help people pay for our care. Uh, the veterans, the VA, uh, James Haley and Bay Pines, we are we participate. We're participating vendors with them, and they have wonderful home care programs for our vets. So they can certainly contact case managers, social workers there. We also take all long-term care policies. If people are fortunate enough to have thought enough ahead of time and taken out a long-term care policy, we take all of those. Those can help and go a long ways. Um, Medicaid waiver, and we work with Sunshine, American Elder Care, Molina, and soon United. And it's a statewide Medicaid program that offers home care. And they will provide a certain number of hours, but again, it is totally dependent on what that client's needs are. So we recommend, you know, people that don't have the resources but they need the care is you can contact the Area Agency on Aging. You can get on their wait list. They have a hotline. Uh, we work with them, and they have area agency on aging in Pinellas, but also in Hillsborough County. What about people listening all across the country? Do they have area agencies on aging all across the country? I, I'm sure that they do, but we're the most intimate right now here in our mm-hmm. area. We serve clients Pinellas, Pasco, and Hillsborough counties. But we got people. The reason I bring that up is that we have people listening all across the country today, and they're thinking through the same issue. So you're not going to be able to help them, but there are. Great resources like HomeCareNow.us in each one of their cities. And these are decisions that they're having to make as well. Do you ever network with other people like you in other parts of the country? So could people come to you and say, hey, do you know anybody in Tucson? Do you know anybody in New York City? Do do you ever have resources like that? We do get that question. And what we recommend, we're accredited by the Joint Commission, and we recommend that people look for accredited home care companies, and they can go on the Joint Commission website and look for companies that meet that higher level of standard. Um, And they are national, so they're in every state. And also each state, they have listings available. Um, We have the area... uh, the healthcare agency here in Florida, ACA, and each state has their own resources. So you just have to do a lot of research. All right, we're talking about caregiving today. Sorry, baby. You know I love you. Uh, we're talking about caregiving. Denise, last question about caregiving for today. What is the biggest joy in providing these caregiving services from home now? HomeCareNow.us. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's incredibly rewarding. I have attended clients' funerals where the eulogies, uh, people are up there just calling our caregivers out by name, thanking them for being angels in their family or loved ones' lives. Mm. It's pretty incredible. The impact that we give on people's lives is just 
It's amazing. It's such mm. a gift. Truly a calling. And, and that's really what we wanted you guys to listen to today is to understand that being a caregiver is in almost everybody's upline. You're go- It's going to happen in your life. And what do you do with it when it happens? And who do you rely on when it happens? You need to have resources because it is a job. And for some people, it will become more than a full-time job. And how do you do it? And how does your faith impact that? That's why we wanted to touch this subject. And I know all we have done is just barely touch this subject, but there's always room for a future show. Denise, before we get to the end of the show, you had you have a certain passion. Now, there was a great movie many years back. I don't remember any years back. It's got to be 15 years, though. Pay it forward. Do you remember how many years it is? I have no idea how many years it is, but it's a long time ago. A lot. Yeah, a a while ago. That was a phenomenal, (laughs) phenomenal movie. How? Now there's this thing called Pay It Forward Day. Mm -hmm. How are you involved? How is HomeCareNow.us involved in Pay It Forward Day? Oh, my gosh. We are having so much fun in our community promoting Pay It Forward Day. It's an internationally recognized day on April 28th, and it's to remind everybody to pay it forward with just different acts of kindness that you can give to people without expecting anything in return. And can you imagine how we can transform our communities if only just for one day by everybody being aware, oh my gosh, it's pay it forward day. Let's go do kind things for others and not expect anything in return. And that's going to be April 28th. 28th um, and it's international, which is exciting. I'm just trying to think about what I would do because I'm not, I know I've heard this people go into Starbucks lines, they pay the person in front of them yes. or pay the person behind them, not the front of them. That'd be interesting how they can pay the person in front of them. What kind of things do you encourage your employees, your caregivers? You, you call them care care partners. Care partners, thank you. What, what kind of things do you encourage your people to do those, that day? Uh, well, I mean, their job is just filled with doing things for other people, but just the random things to think about um, returning somebody's shopping cart at the grocery store, somebody that might need a little extra assistance. Um, You can give somebody an unexpected gift. You can pay for a stranger's coffee or lunch, like you said. Those are always things people think of. Just really going out of your way to help somebody, help a stranger, give them a a helping hand. In April the 28th, if you want to pay it forward on iWorkRam, go ahead and buy a day of broadcasting. We'll make sure people know about it. That'd be phenomenal. You could do that. Connie and Martha and Denise, I want you to think about one thing you could pay it forward. Just get an idea. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. No, I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Martha, what's one thing you could think would be a great pay it forward idea? Hmm. In my neighborhood, I could, if it was garbage day, put everybody's garbage cans away. I know that seems That's so a great simple, idea. but it's something nobody, you know, nobody does that. Well, not just taking them out, but what about when you come home from work at the end of the day and your neighbor's can's out there on the curb and you take it back to the house for them? Yes. All right, Denise, what about for you? Well, I love the coffee idea or when, you know, we're at church on Sunday morning and buying the the donuts for somebody behind you or Mm -hmm. if you see somebody that is struggling even to get up into the donut line, just going and picking something up for them and taking to them at their at their table. If they're struggling to get to the donut line, I don't think it's nice to Stop. get them a donut. Okay, Connie, <laughs> hey, no. Connie pay it forward. What do you? What's your idea for the day? Um, it's a Friday, by the way. It is a Friday. Mm-hmm. It, is, it a Friday. is a Friday. Yes. Um, call a friend, somebody that is single or they doesn't have to be elderly just a friend to say i'm just thinking about you today can i pray with you that's a great idea that is a great idea. ace now april 28th has some pretty big significance in your life which we won't go into today but you know what you got an idea for pay it forward day 
I, I, I'm asking you a question. Do you have an idea for a pay it forward thing? Ace, <laughs> he's very big. Mm. Mm. How about training Michael Miracle how to do this job? Wow, how about that? paying it forward. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right, listen, we're coming to the end of another I Work Ram show. Denise Seaman with HomeCareNow.us. Thanks so much for being on I Work Ram today. It was a lot of fun. Well, Appreciate thank you it. for having me. Connie, great idea. Connie Smith, our brand ambassador for I Work Ram. If you want to if you want to talk to somebody about helping support our show and bringing some attention to what you do each and every day, Connie Smith is who you need to talk to. You can just email her, Connie at IWorkForHim.com. Martha, fun show, caregiving. We probably need to do another one of these in the future, don't you think? Probably. All right, so check out homecarenow.us on the web. And if you're a caregiver, that's a place for you. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.